end up in your brain if you don't chew it properly. <laughs> so I'm suddenly like, oh, I probably should be chewing food because I don't want food in my brain. <laughs> Just I've got all this loose broccoli floating <laughs> around in your brain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Basically Being Better. I'm Abby. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is about the book The Invisible Load by Dr. Libby. And it's a goodie. We've got a lot to talk about. I feel we have, we're not even going to do half the book, to be honest. <laughs> it's probably going to be a jumbled mess, as per you. <laughs> but bear with us, because it's fun, <laughs> she says convincingly. <laughs> Are we trying to convince ourselves maybe, or them? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Anyway, shall we start off with some segments? Yes. You have a recent record? I do. I do. Excellent. So, a f- couple of weeks ago, can't remember, time, what is it? <laughs> I My quick question was what dishcloths you use? Oh, yes. Okay. Don't remember when, but know the question. Yeah. So, I went to the internet and I ended up purchasing some 100% cotton cloths from a website called EcoVask. Oh. Yeah. So, Vask means wash in Danish and eco, eco wash. We've got eco wash. Um, so. <laughs> Thanks. Just eco wash. Eco wash. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Eco wash cloths. <laughs> and they are, I've been using, I bought a three pack for $30 and I've been using them for about a week and they are so good. Oh. So good. Love them. And you can just keep washing them and washing them and washing them. And, like, all the reviews on the website were like, I've been using this for, like, 18 months and it still looks brand new. Oh, my goodness. Right. So this is the answer. Well, so far, so good. Excellent. Eco-Vask. Eco-Vask. And they're, so they're imported from Denmark and they're Ecotech certified and free of microplastics and chemicals. Um, were they... Like on their website that you bought them off, or was it someone else's website that you bought them through? Or? So it's a New Zealand website that I brought them through, right. and okay. they they import them from Denmark. Right. And did you decide on them by going by googling EcoVask and then finding a New Zealand website, or did you stumble across them on a New Zealand website? No, I. So I was just googling eco-friendly dishcloths, mm-hmm. um, sustainable dishcloths, and they came up, and it took me to the. EcoVask website. Right. Mm. Okay. okay. So really good. Cool. That's awesome. All right. EcoVask. Yeah. And you can use them for cleaning your kitchen, your bathroom, whatever. They can be used for anything. Um, used as a face cloth. Like mm, probably not just after you've cleaned the sink. Though. No. The the cool thing about them is there's so many different colours, so you could definitely be like, okay, I'm getting yellow for my kitchen, blue for my bathroom. Yeah, so that's my reco. <laughs> okay, anyway, go, next, what's up? <laughs> okay, I've also got a, another recommendation. Yes. From a listener. <gasps> we have listeners! Oh my gosh! <laughs> 
This was the most exciting day ever. So, one of our lovely listeners messaged us on Insta um, in response to my plea for help in regards to using my non-plastic safety razor and cutting my legs into pieces. (laughs) Um, And she recommended um, this razor from Seed and Sprout. It's an Australian um, company and it's called a leaf razor. Mm -hmm. So it's plastic free and it has a pivoting head. Oh, snap. So you don't have to pivot your hand. You just, it has a head that does it itself. Exactly. Whoa. So it molds to the shape of your legs and you're not going to cut them up. Um, so the, so I haven't gone into the razor situation because you've scared me so much away from it. This could be your answer. So I feel this is my answer and yes. I'm so excited. Oh, it looks so good. Like when I save up money, because it is an investment. It's like 156 New Zealand dollars. When I save up money, I'm going for it. What do you reckon the chain? How often do you have to change the, like, the razor? razors? Um, I'm not sure for this one. Uh, it does have all the information on the website, and it okay. does use the three razor blade. You know how conventional plastic razors always have like three razor blades and the mm. pivoting head. It's basically the same model, just not plastic. Right. Yeah. And if it's anything like the razor blades in my safety razor, (laughs) they don't blunt them. Yeah, you're just shaving and shaving and shaving. Oh my gosh, yes. See, I'm just so scared. I've seen the side of your leg, girl. I don't want to do that. I want that disaster. But this one sounds friendly. And it looks really good. I dropped my normal razor in the shower enough to be scared. (laughs) I know, I know. Oh. oh, excellent. That's yeah. so exciting. Thank you, listener. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> really, re- like, really, really appreciate that recommendation. So exciting. Oh, my gosh. I think I snapped at you with, like, my face, and I was, like, so excited. My mouth had, like, covered all my teeth. <laughs> so excited. I've got no teeth. <laughs> got to hide them because I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, yes. It was awesome. Great day. Great day. Um, do you have our instant inspo? I do have our instant inspo, and it's Feel a f- long one, and I don't know if my reading capabilities are going to get me through it, but we'll have a go. You got this. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's from Samantha Matt one at Samantha Matt one on Insta. She um also has a page called at Twenty Something Problems. And she wrote a book called Average is the New Awesome. And she is really funny. I follow 20-something problems. And it's so funny. She, like, very relatable content she puts up. Um, it's mostly just screenshots of her Twitter. Uh, oh, account. Read. Yeah, account. Put on thing. I'm sure I've shared stuff with you before. But she's taken, I feel it's a quote from her book. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, from Average is Awesome, uh, is the new awesome. Anyway, so it goes. We get so focused on only praising things that we are li- that are life-changing that it can feel almost pathetic to be happy with mastering a simple feat. But let me tell you, it was fucking tri- a fucking triumph to learn how to cook spaghetti squash, and it was a victory to find strength after a long day of work to cook chili over the stove. And if I choose to celebrate doing the- those things by taking a picture of my food ho- while holding my desk lamp over it for lighting, so be it. We can celebrate however we damn please. 
just as long as we're celebrating and we're not ignoring or our little victories. Whew, I almost got through it, but I did stumble a lot. You did really well. I love that so much. I, I live so by that. I need to live by that more because I like need to like celebrate just like doing small things. Just living. Exactly. Because yeah. it is freaking hard sometimes and yeah. when you just manage to like I don't know um, Make dinner. <laughs> make dinner, like she says. It's just like actually I have done really well today. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Jono and I are really big on like saying well done to each other. Like all celebrating once we've done something like yeah. we can so easily go and get takeaways but if we make dinner, dinner we make it like a big deal that we've done, <laughs> done wow well, totally fair enough because it is hard like when because pete and john are away at the moment and last night was tough making myself make my omelette for dinner because i really just wanted to eat a bag of chips which i know are in the cupboard oh no yeah yep yeah. yeah. i know i don't know how i don't know when john is coming home <laughs> So I don't know how I'm going to eat the next week. Whew. I was just lucky last night that I got invited to my um, grandma's birthday dinner. <laughs> so I didn't have to hurdle the first day. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Go think, you making your omelette. I know. And I think it's going to be omelette for the next four nights. So. Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm excited. It's, it's your go-to when you just got to eat yep so easy got some yeah yeah so definitely i'm i'm down for that i'm down for celebrating i've i'm actually started my gratitude journal again ah. except i've changed it to a gratitude app which reminds oh. me to do my gratitude every evening like just before my normal bedtime which is 9 p.m like yeah old lady and i it gives me a message or a notification that i need to do it and it's just really, really basic. It's literally just like, what are you grateful for today? And then you just write whatever it is. It doesn't tell you how many things you have to write. You can change the question if you want. Like, what was, what did, was, did you, what did you celebrate today? Things yeah. like that. But I just stick with why are you grateful? And I just do three things at the moment. I've managed 10 days. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. Very Good exciting work. stuff. And it's just so easy. I do like writing down, and I would like to be able to be not on my phone just before bed. But, but it's getting into that habit. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's. It's called Presently is the app. Oh. Yes. And you just found that by googling in the uh, app yeah, store. Just, yeah, app stored it. Nice. Gratitude journal, and that was like the most simple one that came up. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do all the extra stuff. I just. No. I just feel like I just like celebrate the fact that I managed to do the gratitude list. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Trying to do different things every day as well, not just like the same three or like the go-to. Like, yeah. I can be grateful for Pete every single day, but like finding a specific a reason, specific why. reason why yeah. is like sometimes a little harder. It takes a bit more thought. Yes. And that's it. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, go you. Yeah, but anyway, this we've already talked enough, so... <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the book? Should we talk about the book? Yes. Cool. Tell me about the book, Rachel. <laughs> okay, so, uh, the book is by Dr. Libby Weaver, and it's called The Invisible Load, A Guide to Overcoming Stress and Overwhelm. 
feel the title sounds like it was written for us. <laughs> I know. I was like, this book is the answer. <laughs> it is so good. And it is such a pretty book. Easy to read, well laid out, lots of pretty pictures and yeah. diagrams. And, yeah. Oh, very cool. I've never read any of other any other Dr. Libby books either. Oh, okay. So this was my first Dr. Libby, like experience time yes experience yeah. so um, I'm I'm I enjoyed it but I because I often like when I've cause she's been around for so long right yeah and she's a lot I think when I previously had heard about her it was a lot of like it felt a lot of very fatty yeah but I'm actually like involved in the fad now so I'm like yes Dr. Luffy give it to me yeah <laughs> it's so cool so cool um, so I've got a little bit about her and the book, and then we'll talk. Excellent. Cool. Uh, so Dr. Olivia is one of Australasia's leading nutritional biochemist, an author, a speaker, and founder of the plant-based supplement range BioBlends. Very impressive lady. She's done a lot. Yeah, really impressive lady. And she's got a lot to share. Yeah. Um, so the invisible <laughs> load. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> the invisible load. Um, the book. So yes. basically she goes to say that our invisible load is a stress we carry, which no one sees. It drives how we think and feel. From the physical load on our body to the emotional load in our mind, this invisible load is what really sits at the heart of stress. And so throughout the book, she walks you through um, the body load and the mind load and helps to provide insight into what's driving the sense of overwhelm overwhelm for you. What's driving the sense of overwhelm you you feel for everyday tasks. (laughs) And that's the book. I can't even tell you what it's about without mucking it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. It was, yeah... It was definitely like she did the body, like how your hormones and your body reacts to stress and the inv- how the invisible loads affecting you in your physical body. And then she went on and talked about the mind and things like that, which was really cool. Yeah. It was a really well laid out book, I thought. Mm-hmm. Just guiding, yeah, basically what the book says, the back of the book says, just <laughs> guides you through the whole steps to figure out what. Um, behind your sense of overwhelm. Mm, I don't know if it helped me figure out what's in my sense of overwhelm, though. Did it help you? Um, I don't know if it helped me get... No, it didn't help me get fully there, but it's helped me become more aware to stop and question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few, like, really big takeaways that I got from it was... Um, should I just, like, jump into them? Uh, yes. Okay. My biggest takeaway was the breathing. Oh, yeah. And the fact that our body, us, because we're just, every day, we're just bombarded with so many stresses out, and we haven't evolved to the point where we can handle the amount of stress. Like, just, like, the fast pace of the life we live, and that's, it's not even stress we think we notice. It's, it's like, just stuff our brain that we have have no control over the part of the brain that we have no control over. It just constantly feels like it's getting all these extra stresses. And the way to slow that stress down, and this is absolutely my interpretation of the book and a very generalised version because she goes into it multiple times in depth, but in a way that you can, like, 
instead of because there's no way you can control that survival mode in your brain the reason it's a survival mode is so that your like conscious self can't control it because otherwise if your conscious self was in charge of i don't know like making sure that your heart beat every five seconds Oh, five seconds. That's very slow. Heartbeat. <laughs> uh, making sure that your heart beats. See, I'd be useless if you my heart You'd be dead, basically, okay? You'd be dead. Yeah. It's one thing you can't consciously think about and control. You just can't do it. Yes. But one way... That was a perfect example. <laughs> but one way to sell, tell your brain, like, this is actually okay, like, to sort of bring your stress sensors down slightly is to slow your breath down. So so one indicator to you that there's stress is when you're breathing quite shallowly into your chest. Mm. So to, to signal to your brain that you're not in danger, you do deep, like, belly breathing, so yeah. into your diaphragm, and and when you breathe in, your stomach goes out, and when you breathe out, your stomach goes in, and like how you did when you are a baby, and how you do when you're at yoga, and all that sort of stuff, and meditating, so like, I've really tried hard since reading the book to, like, when I'm driving my car, and there's nothing else going on other than, you know, thinking about driving and watching out for other cars, um... <laughs> Minor things. (laughs) Those minor other things that you've got to do while you're driving. Doing deep breathing. Yeah. And when I'm at my desk and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I not doing anything? Come on, Evie, just write this damn email. Like, motivate yourself. Uh, I just, like, stop and do some breathing. Yeah. And it's really, I think it's going well so far. Yeah, it's really effective, eh? Mm. Yeah, Mm. really effective. Um... Because that's one of the techniques that uh, the naturopath told me about mm. um, before I read the book, mm. and then it was just reinforced with the book. And she, Dr. Libby also um, talks about it throughout well, all of her books that I've read. It's mm-hmm. like one of her key things. And I just keep forgetting. <laughs> it is hard to remember to breathe. Yeah. That's why your brain is not, you, you conscious self is not normally in charge of it. No, exactly, exactly. But the last few weeks, whenever things feel overwhelming at work, what I've been doing, which I was told to do, is to stop and breathe for two minutes. So four breaths in, pause for two, and then I should say six, I mean four seconds. Four seconds, you breathe in, pause for two seconds, and then breathe out for six seconds. And then you've got like, do that for like two minutes. Slow yourself down. Yeah. I think it's really helped. That's good. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I like those things on, I've seen a couple on Instagram where, obviously, because that's the only place I ever spend my time, um, where it's like a ball and it says inhale and the ball is like dropping. Oh, yes. And then it says exhale and the ball is like floating. Yeah. But I feel like it might be the opposite direction. But it doesn't matter. You just follow the ball with your breath. So yeah. it's, and it does the same amount of times. Well, different times but like it's like four seconds in and then five seconds out or whatever it is. Yeah. But those are quite nice. And whenever they pop up on my Instagram feed, I'm like, yes, I can stop and breathe. <laughs> Permission to breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like them. That was a very big takeaway. Yeah, it was definitely one of my biggest takeaways. But she does say in the book that you can't just breathe your way out of the invisible load, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to actually get to the root of what is causing your stress to be so high. Yeah, yeah. She talks about how 
all the dietary changes and herbal medicine and breath focus practices do help but it's more effective to get to the heart of what the stress is all about and actually mm. turn that tap off. Mm. Um, she said through either changes in actions, thinking, or acceptance. Action, thinking, or acceptance. All the hard things. I know. <laughs> all the things you're like, nope, I'm just going to go do my breathing. I'll just eat some broccoli, okay? I hate broccoli <laughs> enough to eat it, but it's easier than changing what I'm doing. Yep, changing my thought patterns. Exactly. <laughs> so, so... It's, it sounds so simple when she puts it like that, mm. and it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. Basically rewiring. Yes. All these thought patterns. Mm. Mm. So she starts the book off with, like, the body, right? Mm-hmm. So should we do a little bit more on the body before we move on to the brain? Sounds good. So one of her top things is to make sure that you're eating whole foods, um, and then she talks about how our favourite topic, sex hormones, um, are barometers for stress. Yes. And she talks about what we've read in Lara Bryden's Period Repair Manual and The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. Um, that your period and the symptoms you have pre period can tell you a lot about the stress that your body is undergoing. Yeah. So, PMS, um, headaches, all those sorts of things. What else do you get? Cramps, um, heavy periods, irregular periods, all of that stuff that we, as all talked about in Lara Bryden's book, Period Repair Manual and The Fifth Vital Sign. And do you think that was about period power? Probably. A touch, yes. A touch. Yeah. Go listen to those episodes. <laughs> But basically, your stress hormones are real sensitive to the to no not your stress hormones. Your sex hormones are real sensitive to stress. So your estrogen goes up and your progesterone. Well, Love that word. I can't say it right. No, I know. I need that every time. Which is the one that comes out in your luteal phase, which is good for your brain and your sleep and all those fun things that are really like. Stress, um... Helpful when you're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are reduced, and so then your whole body is just like, what the fuck? And then it has to bleed, and it's like, I can't do this without the hormones! Yeah. Okay, that's another really technical um, version of what's in the book. <laughs> I think it summed it up well. Uh, yeah, so basically your body thinks it's doing you a favour. By yeah. reducing your progesterone because you're in this state of stress where you really shouldn't be um, having a baby. So it's yeah. taking that away from you. Yeah. Um, but in reality, that progesterone is so important because it helps with reducing stress and those anxious feelings and helps to stop low, low moods and yet your body's either stopped producing it um, completely or is... Not uh, managing. Reduce the amount it's producing significantly. Yeah, it's not managing to surge it, which is the yeah. important thing. Because it's like, you're not safe enough to have a baby, so I'm not going to give you my favorite, your, your favorite hormone. Exactly. <laughs> you can't feel good now, and you're going to be stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also talks about how your liver is, like, so important and 
in the processing of your hormones and that your your um it it fix it like is always sorting through all the shit you put in your body right yeah that's my understanding of the liver again very technical Oof. <laughs> we're, like... we're like hitting the hard topics today <laughs> Disclaimer all over again, we're not scientists, we've just read a book and we're vaguely remembering it. <laughs> Go read it yourself. It's a really good book. It is a really good book. <laughs> but your liver sorts through all, your, all the crap you're putting in your body and um, it does the hand movements while it does it. Obviously. Like little spiders and it um, always sorts through the consumed stuff before it gets to the stuff your body's producing. So... Um, when you're eating crap and when you're you're um, touching receipts, yes. and, <laughs> drinking alcohol, morning, <laughs> drinking alcohol, it's got loads of work to do to get all those environmental toxins out and all the extra estrogen. What are they called? I want to know why you've been touching receipts all morning. Oh, because I, <laughs> so because Dad did up the bathroom and he oh. put everything on his farmlands card, yeah. and I have to pay the farmlands card back. And but I you mean, need to figure out all the receipts. Yes, gotcha. Because we went to Bunnings and Manatee so many times, yeah. I have got so many receipts. <laughs> okay, cool. And we went back and forth, and I took things back and returned stuff, and I got other things, and it's a nightmare. Okay, I'm pleased I now know. <laughs> Sorry to sidetrack you. I should have put my gloves on, Rachel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even... I haven't even gone that far yet. Wait, it will happen. It will happen. So, but I could have. That was a really, like, easy way to deal with I don't have gloves at my house, so it's okay. So, anyway. <laughs> sorry. I completely got you off topic. Your liver. Yes. It's... It, it, if you're putting like too much work on it because of the stuff you're putting into your body, on your body, and around your body, then that you, your liver is going to focus on that and not manage to get rid of the stuff like the extra estrogen and stuff yes. that your body is making. So then that's also causing that high estrogen, which is also causing the problems with your periods, which is also part of your invisible load. Exactly. Boom. That's where I was going. That was a good summary. <laughs> Very good. And I like that, um, talking about this, because it's highly important to lessen the load on your liver so that it can sort out, Mm -hmm. um, deal with extra estrogen. I really like, and I still find it really difficult, even though I've heard it a hundred (laughs) times, is that she's like, um, there is not food and then junk food. There is just food, and junk food is not food, it's just junk. (laughs) She's like, it's not food, there's no nutritional value, like, can't be counted as food. I'm like, yes, but it tastes so good. <laughs> I was going to say, but it tastes so good. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. It shouldn't even be. Just remove it from the shelves. People, stop making it. <laughs> Don't give us the temptation. Exactly. Remove the option. No control. Remove the option of junk, and then we'll eat whole foods, and then we'll be happier people. <laughs> and have happy hormones. We well, have just solved all of the problems in the world. <sighs> just like that. Um, and coming to food, yeah. there was one part of it where she was talking about how your gut like breaks down food and how um, you need to chew your food. And I know Lotox Life talked about chewing your food and making sure you chew your food like 20 times before you swallow. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just impossible. But Dr. Libby says... 
it can end up in your brain if you don't chew it properly. So I'm suddenly like, oh, I probably should be chewing food because I don't want food in my brain. <laughs> Just have got all this loose broccoli floating <laughs> around in your brain. <laughs> no, it'll be all the lollies. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Cake. Okay, so I can't remember how it happens and the specifics of the scenario. Google it. But apparently food ends up in your brain if you don't di- chew it properly and your digestive system's not working properly. And then it can cause all sorts of issues. This gut thing is very interesting to me. Yeah. Like the gut microbiome situation. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to delve into this deeper, I reckon. Yeah, I've read a couple of good books. Oh, well, there you go. Because... It's so interesting, and it is coming. More information is coming out about it, and the fact that like your gut is basically another brain in your body. Yeah, it is. Much. And if if you don't heal your gut, you can't heal your body. Yeah, so interesting. Oh man, um, there's <laughs> no words. No words. <laughs> no words. Um, no. Um, what's her name? Nellie K. Douglas. Yes. I she, no I know, I know. Um, she's amazing. She's a podcast um, with the Kate, the holistic nutritionist. Right. Um, and she is, she's like a hormone healer and um, she's amazing. And she's got so much good information on her website about healing your gut. And she's also got a program about healing your gut and amazing. Is she the one with the period book coming out? No, year? that's Nicole Jada. Oh. Yeah. There's so many end names. So many. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I follow Will someone. Oh, good. Oh, yes. We're good on the names today. Yeah. I follow Will someone on Instagram, and he is bringing out a book about him. He is a doctor, and he has, like, all this information about gut health and pro- prebiotics, which is peeling your gut with the food you eat yeah. and things like that. And it's very interesting, and I really want to read his book. Yeah. Maybe that's the book we can read and talk about. It's just coming out in May. That'd be awesome. Because mm. um, that's one of the big focuses. Fo- that's one of the big... That's the main focus. I'm going to go with oh, that. Yeah. Okay. That's the main focus that uh, my naturopath's got me working on. Yeah, because you got that gut stuff. Yeah. She's like, we can't do anything much until we sort out your gut. Exciting stuff. And then I keep eating cake. <laughs> Yum cake, though. <laughs> Yum cake, though. Hopefully that was the end of the cake. Well, there's cake in two weeks. Oh, God. I'm going to do a gluten-free, um, sugar-free banana later. Okay. <laughs> I'll stick to that one. And I'm going to do it like, uh, like, like white buttercream with, um, two, like, knitting needles in the top of the bunting. Oh, yeah. And is it a boy or a girl? Cool. Situation. Cool. That sounds good. Classic. But I'm still going to do the thing with the cut and then the thing in the middle oh, pours yeah. out because that was just really cool. That was so cool. Oh my gosh. I'm still like thinking about that cat. <laughs> it was incredible. I wish I had taken, I'm sure someone had taken a lot of photos, but yeah. I wish I had taken a photo because yeah. I keep trying to talk to people about it and be like, oh, I've got nothing to show you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gender anyway. reveals. First time we went to one in our office, we made it up and it was fun. It was <laughs> real fun. Anyway, should we get talking about this book again? Yeah, what else have you got on your list there? Um, so, um, another one big takeaway that I took away from the book is that you always have a choice. Okay. Um, so you can 
choose to believe your stress, stressful thoughts or you can take a minute and question them. Mm-hmm. Be like, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Um, that was really big. And asking a question like, does it actually matter? Yeah, exactly. Like, is this going to matter in five years? Or is or, it going to matter, like, does it actually matter, like, right now? Yeah, or why am I feeling like this? Like, the fact that you got so angry that Pete went to bed before you, and all <laughs> he was doing was sitting in bed and playing on his phone while you, like, brushed your teeth. He wasn't even asleep when he got into bed. He just got into bed before you, made you so angry that you were like, why did you chuck everything out of the washing machine? And that came up, and you were upset about that, and the whole thing... Did it really matter? Not really, because the stuff that was thrown out of the washing machine is still on the floor, and I've been home alone for two days. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, um, it's getting more into the washing machine. I just had other washing I needed to do first. first yeah. <laughs> there was a priority of washing. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely understand. I often put stuff in the washing machine and take it out because no, no, I need towels first. Yes. Anyway, so yeah. asking yourself, does this matter? Yeah. What is this about? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And to use an example of your perception of your emails, so there's two ways you can even think of either think of them. Um, first one is they're the bane of your life. You feel like you're constantly letting people down because you can't get back to them. You can't keep up. It's never ending. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get them done? Mm-hmm. Which obviously that way is just adding to your stress and over feeling of overwhelm, or you can see them a second way, which is that it's only an email. Every email is an opportunity to respond um, in the way that you want to, um, either by helping someone or giving them information or whatever, or asking for something, or in that way is not in that same sense of stress and it's not going to add to your sense of overwhelm. Because it is an email, everyone's got an overwhelming inbox. You can't, it's not practical to reply straight away. So, why do we still stress ourselves out over that? So true. Emails are the worst, and I feel like every single person in the world has red flags in their email. Yeah. Yeah. Inbox that they're never gonna do. Yes, and she says, Why do we bust our butts off to have an empty inbox when. Has that ever happened? No. Is it ever going to happen? No. My personal inbox has been empty before. It's oh. very exciting. I've got two emails in my personal inbox currently. Oh my gosh. I don't. Mostly because I sort them as soon as they come in. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And generally my personal emails don't need to be replied for. No, exactly. I was going to say my personal emails don't stress me out. Like No. It's... It's yeah. normally just like exciting information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your order has shipped. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Click this link to follow your your order. Yeah, exactly. No, it's happy mail. But yeah, the work email inbox, I'm definitely I definitely have to work on that. Yeah, that's it's a really good point. Mm. The work emails are just the worst. Yeah. And the best because they're all an opportunity to respond in a positive way. Is that how I'm meant to be thinking? Yeah. (laughs) And what does it matter? They know that we've got a hundred things to do, so they'll get a response when we get to it. And the grumpy people can... Suck it up. (laughs) I was going to say something worse. Uh, 
Well, the other thing is, why are they so grumpy? Like... Probably because they've got an inbox full of emails as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They need to read this book. <laughs> Maybe just the initial response is like, I'm sorry, I'll get to your email when I have time, when I can. Um, In the please, meantime. Yeah. <laughs> While you wait, please read this book. <laughs> it may help you. Oh, gosh. It's actually a, a great idea. signature. Yeah. Yes. If I ever own a company and I have... Like, loads of emails coming in. That's going to be my order reply. It's going to be, yes. please read this book. I was just thinking, you know how you have, like, a signature at the bottom of your email? It could also be, book recommendation of the month. <laughs> like, the latest self-help thing. The power of now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. Um, yeah, cool. Cool. Anything, anything else you'd like to chat about? Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, she had lots of questions about... Oh, she had, like, a few... Where am I going to start? Honestly, there's so many things written down here. Um, she had, like, like a list of questions that you um, ask yourself to try and marry up the the um, life you want to live with the life you're currently living. Yes. So the question is, how do you want to live? Write that down. What do you, and just like the first like things that come to your head sort of thing. And then what do you want your days to look like? How much do you actually need? Like in terms of clothes, money, um, house. Things. Things, rooms, lives, people, I don't know. How much do you actually need? What steps to take to, do you, what steps to take to align how you want? To live with how you're currently living. Yeah. So, like, either big or small, write down the steps you need to take to get, um, to start living the life that you've just described by answering those questions. Yes, there we go. I just couldn't read my own writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then, and then the steps you have to take to line those things up with what you've just written down. Yeah. Which, did you do that activity? No, it's on my to-do list yes. today. <laughs> Same! Because <laughs> I wanted, like, I knew I had to read the book so we could talk about it, and I want to spend, like, a good amount of time doing yeah. this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I took a photo of it, and I forgot about it until I actually had to go back through my photos of the book to write for today. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, I need to do that. Yeah. I've, like, I've kind of started, like, I've, but, yeah, no, that's my plan for today. Excellent. That'll chill day. It sounds like a cool exercise to do. Because mm. sometimes it's so overwhelming when you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? What's my purpose? Let's break it down into quick questions and try mould a life that you want from there. Although, how do I want to live is just such a big overarching question for me. I just like, I'm like, Poof. Yeah, I've mm. broken it down into like little questions. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, the other thing she had on there was like how saying you're stressed is more acceptable than saying you're sad and how being stressed stops you from being vulnerable while sadness fosters vulnerability. Yes. And we all know from old mate Brene Brown back on the call to courage who was like vulnerability makes you a better person in so many words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or just it, it, vulnerability can help you feel good. Be. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Anyway, so 
Um, but stress sort of stops you from being vulnerable. It's sort of, um, it's, it's just like a, a hindrance to vulnerability. Whereas being sad, like we're, it's such a bad thing to be sad. Or afraid. Or afraid and fear, well, because fear is stress Stress also, yeah. But sadness, so like grief and stuff like that, when people are grieving, they're always saying, I'm so stressed, but really like taking it back into how you actually feel, is it stress or is it sadness? Yeah. And and how sadness is actually good for you and feeling emotions is actually good for you, whereas being stressed out and being on this high level of constantly vibrating at such a high level where you're like in your head rather than feeling your feelings it's um it's totally different and it's more healing to be said yes you're actually going to work through that rather than just saying you're stressed or thinking that it's stress yeah yeah i think another part of that is also to do with how it's seen as a badge of honor to be stressed or and like busy. and busy or it's just like before people even people will often ask oh how are you are you stressed um like are you busy oh what's been going on type of thing and it's kind of like an automatic response is there before you've even answered the question mm. because people are always like oh yep so busy can't stop blah 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 <laughs> yeah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah and i think that like, there was, there was a quote about grief in there that made me cry both times I read it. When I took a photo of it and then I read it again this morning, I was like, feck. Mm. And I didn't write it down because I didn't want to cry again. But it was so good and it was something about the fact that um, when you cry because of grief, it's because you um, because of lo- your love has nowhere else to go anymore. Yeah. So it comes out of your the corners of your eyes. Yeah. And oh my God, I'm like, Yeah. I know, I know. That was really good. Oof. Sorry, took a deep turn there. <laughs> um, following on from that. Following on from that. She says that embracing your emotions allows you to own them rather than then rather than them owning you. Mhm. So this follows on from. Exactly. Feeling so sad. Feeling feelings means that you you are owning them rather than them like causing all these extra invisible loads. loads. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um she also talked about how there's a difference between perceiving that the perception that you're in control and your percept your ability to handle what comes your way yes so being in control all of the time and feeling like you have to be in control is adding to your load adding to the overwhelm the stress etc whereas being able to handle whatever comes around the corner knowing you don't have control over it, it's just coming at you and you and how you choose to handle that situation is is the thing you can tr- control, then is a lot more... Uh, is, is easier to do. Yeah. And easier on your body and yeah. less stressful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. She talks about how the illusion of control is often at the heart of all your sense of 
overwhelm and stress and how the opposite of stress is trust and you've got to trust in the process and trust that you can accept whatever's coming your way Mm. yeah she also goes on to say that um people often think oh all these things keep happening to me Mm. like life is happening to me but it's not happening to you it's happening for you and you've got to trust that you can handle whatever comes your way like you, nothing happens that you can't handle. Yeah. Even if the, if you're in the middle of it and it feels like you can't. Yeah. You've just got to trust. And it comes down to what you choose to do. Like it's your choice, the way you live your life. Like yeah. nobody's, nobody is, there really is nobody making you do whatever you're doing. Like yeah. it's only you. There yeah. is obviously parts of you that are influenced by the way you are brought up and all that sort of stuff and made you who you are and the choices you make are based on all that sort of stuff, your past, present, future, etc. But it is ultimately your choice in your body. Nobody else cares. Yeah. Unless you're going to hurt someone, probably then that, that other person would care. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> But again, if you're not harming yourself and you're not harming anyone else, probably an okay choice. Yeah. But sometimes you make choices that are harming yourself in terms of, like, stressful choices. Mm-hmm. But you don't. You're not, you're not consciously making those choices. You need to step back and make choices consciously. Oh, man. I have not remembered this well enough to continue to talk about it. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it a little bit more because she, throughout the book, she talks about the old brain, which is the style of wiring that was laid down across millions of years and all of history and it's kept us alive to this point. And then there's the new brain, which um, in the old brain is feeling and kind of unconscious and just gets on and reacts in those ways and does those things and then the new brain is um slow and calculating and it's the reason but the new brain is like so new it's like tiny it's still developing and so sometimes you've got to stop and question your old brain thoughts or reactions mm. But that yeah. takes time. Yes, it does. It does take time building that questioning into your um, everyday life, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then she talks about the environment, which I liked. Same! Oh my gosh, yes. I like how she pulled everything in the whole world together. I know. This is very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um... And this is a like a direct quote from the book. She says, We all need to do what we can with our own personal choices to consider and treat Mother Earth with the care and respect she deserves. Yeah. Really like that. Then she had this horrific fact that 50% of all packaging is consumed by people outside of the home. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, same, same. I just hadn't just thought the about it. convenience packaging. Yeah, so it's like in the take away food and drinks and all that type of stuff when you're on the run mm-hmm. grab that thing and that plastic because it is it's so much easier to be low waste in the home oh yeah it's so much easier to make a meal low waste than it is to buy a meal low waste definitely because who knows what the how many different plastic things mcdonald's are using when you go there <laughs> yeah not that i've been to mcdonald's in years <laughs> but 
you know, just as a fa- as a fast food food example. Yeah, because takeaway, they've got to have something that a, a container that you can take away, and they don't need back anyway. And she says, "Live life how you want to live it," with the catch being that you're responsible for the outcome of how you live your life. I don't know where that came in. It's a good, yeah, good little um, reminder. Yeah. So live your life how you want to live it, but also be aware that you are choosing that way of living, and that the the outcome of that that way of life is your responsibility. Mm. Your choice. Yeah. Which semi adds to my stress. Knowing that you've got that power. Knowing that I'm responsible for the outcomes of my own life. What? Yeah. Ah! I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, she talks about that right at the start, how it's more comfortable for us to believe that things or people or tasks or whatever are the reason of our stress. Mm-hmm. And that, in fact, our own, like, thoughts and the way, like, we react to things are actually the cause of our stress. Mm-hmm. Like, the thought that we are harming us, harming ourselves by reacting in these ways and causing our stress is very uncomfortable. It is. I've got a sore stomach thinking about it right now. I know. My stress, but I'm going to have to do some deep breathing in a second. (laughs) Jeez, just pause the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Because it is. It's so easy to blame other things for the reason you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Yeah. But you have complete control to respond in a different way or put actions in place or take steps so that you can reduce those feelings. Like, you can't eliminate them. But you can help reduce them. Because they also think they're there for a reason. Oh, and that's also like how there's good stress and bad stress. Well, a certain amount of stress is helpful. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So tricky. So tricky. But good book. Very good book. Like, <laughs> so good. I'm going to read it again in a couple of months' time. That's a good idea. Because it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I was trying to read it. I, I have two ways of reading. I read, like, at super speed, and then I just, like, try and take everything in. Or I read so slowly, I never finish the book. So, uh, <laughs> so you had to go at super speed? I had to go at super speed to make sure that you got a chance to read it. So I reckon I need to read it again and do it just like bite by bite. Yeah, little chunks at a time. Yeah, but I think every time you read books, and I've said this before, every time you read books like this, you take a different thing away from them. So it's like always good to, that's why I like going back to things. Yeah, definitely. I get that with fiction books as well. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I can read Harry Potter so many times. I take a new thing away every single time. It's so great. (laughs) So great. Anything left? Um... One last thing. <laughs> One last thing that I really liked. There was so much I could keep going. I haven't even yeah. talked about half of this. But one last thing that I really liked is she said, "Accept what you cannot change." And she posed two questions with that. The first one is, "Are there some situations in your life that you need to change?" And the second is, "Are there some situations in your life that you need to accept for now?" Yeah. So she talks about that AA. Um, what's it called? The Serenity Prayer. The Serenity Prayer. Um, and she doesn't necessarily go into the whole, like, did she go into spirituality? Not in, not in this book. Not in this book. Anyway, but she does talk about the serenity prayer and the fact that you've got the choice to, yeah, 
either accept what's happening at this time because you can't change it or change what you can. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a cool little flow diagram about which step you're going to take for this situation. I really like that. You like flow diagrams. I love diagrams. They're literally just this, just words that could go in a sentence just put into shapes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that is why they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We actually didn't go too long. No. You could probably see the other half of the stuff that you've got there. Oh. I feel, I, I feel like that was my... That was your ending... Boom, that was my ending... Oh, yeah, drop the mic. My ending talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, well then, it'll be good then. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have talked about today. And that was our story. So, <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us about any recent recos, or just let us know how you deal with stress, um, if you've read the book, all that sort of stuff, just, you know... Let us know. We love hearing from you. We get so excited I lose my teeth. <laughs> um. <laughs> so if, if you want Abby to lose her teeth, you can contact us on Instagram at basicallybeingbetter. Uh, at gmail. Basicallybeingbetter at gmail.com. And on the Twitter verse at beingbetterpod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those we, are our medias. They, they are. Um... And if you are having a hard time dealing with stress and feeling overwhelmed, I 100% recommend reading this book. Yeah. It is a very good read. Very good read. Dr. Libby Weaver, The Invisible Load. The Invisible Load. It might even be at your library. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) Just a fun... Fun fact. Yeah, you don't have to buy the book. No. You can go get it from your library. Exactly. All right. Okay. That's um, enough for today. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Basically being better and working it out. Healthy eating, sentence speaking, working it out. Our girls and power working it out. Climbing conscience, cut the nonsense, working it out. Basically being better. Basically being better. Basically being better. Basically being better. Yeah, it's so cool. And she said she liked our podcast. I know. <laughs>